Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now we're going to take a break from the book of Hebrews because Pastor Michael would like to share two messages from the book of Psalms he recently preached. Here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 73 called, I Almost Slipped. I'm actually returning from a trip to northern Idaho. I got to do a wedding uh, in northern Idaho, about an uh, hour from the Canadian border, and got to marry uh, Nolan and Maria Kelly, a brand new married couple who were part of our fellowship and moved uh, to Arizona, actually. But their parents, uh, Joe and Wendy Kelly, live in a place called Sagal, Idaho, which is next to a place called Sandpoint. How many of you have ever been to northern Idaho? Very beautiful place. Long winters, but if you go at the right time of the year, the lakes and the trees, uh, if you think of Montana, kind of at the right time of the year, that's what it's like. It's just a beautiful place. So anyway, it's good to be back with you. As I was uh, on this trip and had the privilege of doing this wedding and got to fellowship with our friends, the Currys as, as well, who kind of put me up for about four days, I felt a nudge to turn us to Psalm 73, one of the Psalms of Asaph. So that's where we're going to be this morning. And in, the message is called, I Almost Slipped. And we're going to read the text together. So hopefully you have a Bible available to you. You brought your Bible. You can open up a device. Psalm 73, we're going to stand for the reading of God's word if you're able. You'll notice at the top it says the Psalm of Asaph and it begins this way. Psalm 73, 1. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. There are no pains in their death. Their body is fat. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Verse 7. Their eye bulges from fatness. The imaginations of their heart run riot. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They've set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore, his people return to this place and waters of abundance are drunk by them. They say, how does God know? And is there knowledge with the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. And always at ease, they have increased in wealth. Surely in vain I've kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. For I've been stricken all day long and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I pondered to understand this, it was troublesome in my sight until I came into the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. How they are destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors like a dream when one awakes. O Lord, when aroused, you will despise their form. When my heart was embittered, I was pierced within. Then I was senseless and ignorant. I was like a beast before you, 23. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. 
With your counsel you will guide me, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And beside you I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Amen? You can have a seat. Father, thank you for your holy word, and I pray that what comes forth is not just simply the voice of a man, but your word, which is living and powerful and active, will speak, and we will have ears to hear what you would say to us in this moment of history as we live and we look around and we are often feel like Asaph, the author of this particular psalm, we feel troubled. We sometimes feel like the wicked are not held accountable and consequences don't seem to be as evident to us. And sometimes, honestly, Lord, as Christians, we struggle to keep our hearts pure, our hands clean, to not wrestle with debilitating doubts or even sliding back to old ways or old sins. Thank you for the honesty of the Bible and thank you for Asaph's honesty in this particular chapter because it's refreshing and it's good. And even though he diagnoses the problem, he does give us the solution and we need it. We live in a very confusing time and there's a lot going on and This psalm definitely hits on some of those things, and I pray, Lord, that you would speak to your church about how we're to navigate the times, and would you just help us, Lord, to be good soil for the seed of your word and to produce fruit that will please you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. I came close to slipping. As I get older, um, this becomes more of a regular thing for me. I... I was getting out of the shower a few days ago, and I missed the towel, the little mat that you normally put out there, and caught a little bit of the floor, and my foot slipped, and my prayer life improved, <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord, I don't want to be one of those stories of a person who went down in the restroom. All grace to you if this has happened to you, though, because it's surprising how easily we can slip. But I was imagining myself calling out to my bride, help, help me, honey. Thankfully, I was able to catch myself by God's grace and I did not go down. Now, the almost slipping analogy moving over to our spiritual lives, I think is evident to all of us. We certainly can understand what it feels like to slip and fall. Maybe uh, even in the last couple of days or weeks or months, you have had a slip, maybe you fell back into some old ways, maybe you've been overwhelmed by circumstances in your own life or the world. Seems like five or 10 minutes of any news report will, you know, put you in a kind of a bummer mood and and you can look at the planet and you can look at what's going on and there's a lot going on and you can be like Asaph. You might ask, well, who is Asaph? Well, Asaph is the author of a number of the Psalms in the book of Psalms, The book of Psalms is often by theologians called the Psalter. That's the big name of the 150 Psalms. And in Hebrew, if you look up the idea of the Psalms, it's literally a book of praises. And it was the hymn book 
of ancient Israel, and they had these songs that they would sing. And so they were all, in one way or another, set to music, and this was literally the hymn book of Israel. Now, you might be thinking, well, I thought David wrote the Psalms. Well, David wrote about half of the Psalms, but there's many other authors of individual Psalms. Uh, For example, Asaph is one of them. The sons of Korah wrote some of the Psalms. A few of them are attributed, or at least for Solomon. Moses is given credit for at least one Psalm, possibly two. So as you read the book of Psalms, you'll typically see the author's name at the top of a Psalm. And in this case, his name is Asaph. And his name literally means the Lord or Yahweh gathers. And what's interesting about that name is that Asaph found his answer in the sanctuary of God, among the gathered people of God. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Who was Asaph? He was one of three of David's, King David's, main worship leaders in the tent, and then eventually at the dedication of the temple under Solomon, the Solomonic temple, or the physical structure that David wanted to build, but Solomon actually built it. Uh, he was there at the dedication, and he was one of three worship leaders coming from the Levitical line. So he was a Levitical, from the line of Levi, priestly worship leader. And he wrote Psalm 50 and Psalms 73 through 83, if you're taking notes. And so this is who we've got. And we learn from other scriptures, and I won't get into all the detail right now, that uh, in, in, including Asaph, his sons were involved in the worship, the music ministry of ancient Israel. And Asaph was actually a percussionist. Uh, there are at least a few scriptures where it shows him he's ringing cymbals during worship. And when my wife and I first came to the Lord, we were at a church in Orange, and that church was doing, uh, the, they had the hymn book, and they were only doing like piano and organ during the worship time. And they made a transition from that to a praise team with a full band, instrumentation, guitars, and a drummer. And I happened to be playing the drums. I was a rock and roll drummer at the time, and I was in my 20s. And I said, I play drums. And so uh, anyway, they, they got this praise team going, and I was the drummer in this A-frame chapel, not the best acoustics in the room. And it was a hard transition from the church for the church. Some of you can remember that these days when churches moved from hymns and piano and organ only to the praise team. And I will just tell you that the drummer wasn't the most popular guy in the congregation. I would walk in some mornings and literally people would snarl at me. There he is, the drummer. And uh, it was a little bit of a hard uh, first taste of church life. But anyway, we got through it and people got used to the drums. And I'll just say this to you, on behalf of all drummers, cymbals and percussion are in the Bible. Piano and organ, you won't find in the scriptures. So just in case, now I'm not trying to put down keyboardists. I love you too. But I'm just saying, if you want to be biblical... Percussion and guitar in the Bible. Now, do you know how you can tell which way a stage is leaning in a church? See which side of the mouth the drool is coming from the drummer. Think about it for a second. And if you're not getting it, you may be a drummer. Yes. Maybe we should do verse (laughs) 1. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station, an opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Now, do you know how you can tell which way a stage is leaning in a church? See which side of the mouth the drool is coming from the drummer. Think about it for a second. And if you're not getting it, you may be a drummer. Yes. Maybe we should do verse one. Surely... God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Psalm 73, verse 1. Now, the foundational verse of the psalm is a good way to begin whenever you're wrestling with problems. And if you were tuned into the reading of the Bible, you know that Asaph is facing perhaps the dilemma of his life, or we might call it a crisis of faith. And a crisis of faith is not an unusual thing for any believer. Just so you know, You're not alone if you've ever had a season of doubt or you've ever wondered what God is up to. And one thing that we need to start with is what we do know. And that's the way the psalmist Asaph opens. God is good. Amen? In fact, I hear you guys say it to one another. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And that's a good saying. And it's a biblical saying. But I'm not sure that we always maybe mean it in our heart of hearts because sometimes, frankly, God can be a little bit confusing. Dr. Dobson, years ago, wrote a book called When God Doesn't Make Sense. And he tried to capture, in some real-life stories, times when things happen and it's hard to make sense of it. I remember reading the book, this was decades ago, and he told a story about three men who were committed, I think they were medical missionaries, And they were uh, in a hot air balloon that their wives had gotten them uh, a gift for something to honor, I think, one of them. And and, uh, the balloon gave way, if I'm recalling the the story correctly, I'm pretty sure, no, maybe this, there there was a hot air balloon incident that another author told the story. This was actually a plane crash. But he said, it didn't make sense. These men died in the prime of their lives. They left wives and young children. 
And Dobson said that they were at a chapel service, a memorial service for these three men. And all of a sudden, as the church dismissed and people walked outside, there was a rainbow in the sky. And right as they looked up, there was a plane flying through the rainbow. And Dr. Dobson felt like it was a sign from God just to say, I've got them. They're in my hand. My promises are true. But at times like that, the hot air balloon incident is another one where um, I, I believe it was Hank Hanegraaff who told the story of some friends who went up in a hot air balloon and something went wrong and the wives were on the ground and watched their husbands fall to their deaths. And a wife was interviewed by a major news uh, station on the spot and, you know, microphone in your face, you just watch your husband die. And she said, I'm confident that my husband leapt from the heat of the flames into the hands of his heavenly father. But in the face of moments like this, it's very difficult. How do we navigate such times? If you're human, you're going to run into them because we live in a fallen world. And we got to start with what we know. And men like Spurgeon and others, modern uh, scholars would tell you that whenever you're wrestling with doubts, make sure you start with what you know. Work from what you know to what you don't know. God is good. That's what the Bible says. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 34, 8. Psalm 100, verse 5 says, The Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 106, verse 1, if you're taking notes, says, Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Psalm 145, 8 and 9 says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are over all his works. But what do you do when it doesn't feel like God is good? And maybe you've asked the question, how do I really know that God is good? The Bible talks about the fact that there are people in Psalm 14 who walk around the earth and they're corrupt and they they basically, you know, blaspheme the name of God. And it goes on to say there's no one good, not even one. Jesus in the New Testament said, why do you call me good? There's no one good but God alone. And we look at the world sometimes and we we might wonder, well, God, what are you up to? Because there's a lot of things that aren't good. The Bible says that God will work things together for good. But what do I do when it hasn't been worked out yet? How am I to navigate such things as this? There's a whole uh, system of study. uh, You could call it a category of study in theology called the problem of evil. Books have been written, myriads of books written, to wrestle with a real-life problem. We have a problem of evil. And people have, philosophers have gone after the God of the Bible in syllogisms and the like to say, if God is good, and then they follow with, how come this? Why this? If God is so good, then why this and why that? And I'm sure that either you or someone in your life has probably raised this before. And it's a whole category. And one thing that we would say is it's a real problem. There is evil in the world. Things do happen. Uh, We know uh, the movie has just come out called The Sound of Freedom, showing a real-life story of a man who was a military man who tried to uh, go into that ugly world of sex trafficking. 
And you've probably heard that some are opposing the movie and some are questioning its statistics and even its source and they're trying to link it to a conspiracy. Why would that happen? You would think, and I was having this conversation with Pastor Shane, that if anything could unite people on various sides of aisles, it would be the exploitation of children. But we can't even get this one right without arguing and getting into petty debates. And we step back and sometimes, you know, we hear of things that have been going on for years and and we say, Lord, where are you? How is it that these people get away with it? And, you know, in politics, if you follow the political world at all, you know things come out left and right and And we're asking questions about who's actually honest anymore and where's the accountability and do politicians serve the American people anymore and on and on and on it goes. And I want you to know that 3,000 years ago, a man named Asaph asked similar questions of his times. There's nothing new under the sun. This is the human dilemma. We're going to see the wicked and and oftentimes it's going to feel like they prosper I'm sure you saw something in the first verse that probably caught your attention. Surely God is good to Israel. And then it says, to those who are pure in heart. Oh, there is a catch. God is good, but he's good to those who are pure in heart. And you might be thinking, well, I know Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? Whose heart could be pure? You've been listening to I Almost Slipped, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalms 73. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Hey, just to let you know, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our hope is to broadcast this program on more radio stations to reach more people like you. Our ministry has grown a lot over the years, and it's thanks to our church and our listeners that have become our financial partners. Our producer, Rob Newton, went to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California recently to update the congregation on the state of walk in truth. He talked about where we are, what's new, where we'd like to go, and how you can help. If you'd like to listen to Rob Newton and Pastor Michael's short presentation, you'll find it on the Walk in Truth podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's also on walkintruth.com. We've entitled it The State of Walk in Truth. And again, you'll find it on the Walk in Truth podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now here's Pastor Michael one more time before we go. Well, maybe as you hear the Psalm of Asaph, Psalm 73, you would say, man, oh man, can I relate to this? Because sometimes I look around and I see what, wicked people are getting away with. And I'm like, oh man, why have I tried to do the right thing? Why have I, you know, you're like the older son (laughs) in the prodigal story. I've always been faithful. And that son of yours, he's getting away with everything. And then you throw a party. Then you throw a party for him. Come on, man. Hey, we get it. You know, sometimes we look at uh, what people seem to be getting away with. But then, you know, if you've been keeping up on things, uh, well, people don't really get away with anything. Ultimately, it all comes out, whether it's this side of heaven or not. 
So hold on. You know, I would encourage you to stick with us all the way through Psalm 73 because the psalmist is going to have an epiphany in the sanctuary. Oh, it's good. You see, all you have to do for a moment is get an eternal perspective and everything will change in your thinking and you'll no longer be jealous of the person that gets away with whatever they get away with for such a short stretch of time. I went into the sanctuary of God and man, I saw, I saw their end. Oh man, it's so good. Well, stick around for Psalm 73. Hey, you can share this ministry. If you're um, podcasting right now or listening, uh, probably in a number of different ways, you can always share this and that helps us get the word out to more people. So you could say, Hey, I, I think you should really give this one a listen. And I think this Psalm 73 teaching especially would be a great one to share. So share it today. Let people know, uh, direct them to the website or whatever you might do to share the word of God with them. And we'll catch you right here for part two tomorrow. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast to reach more people like you with the hope of Jesus. And now we offer the Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your donation. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalms 73 called, I Almost Slept. I'm Mike Massaro on behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.